for a single soul. Reaching a further and stepping in closer. Hello everyone, welcome to Living Life. Now what happens when you receive the Word of God? Now that's a very generic question and I believe that many of you may respond differently based on your testimony. But in today's passage, we will see one specific example as to what happens if you receive the Word of God, especially if, you're, if your heart is noble and a good heart, just like Jesus illustrated in his parable teaching. So as we take a look at uh, today's passage, I hope that uh, we could look at ourselves through the Word of God and see what our response should be if we receive the Word of God in our heart. Let's take a look. Luke chapter 8, verses 1 through 18. After this, Jesus traveled about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. The twelve were with him, and also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary, called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, the manager of Herod's household, Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground, and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. When he said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. He said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you, but to others I speak in parables, so that though seeing they may not see, though hearing they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it, but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering produce a crop. No one lights a lamp and hides it in a clay jar, 
or puts it under a bed. Instead, they put it on a stand so that those who come in can see the light. For there is nothing hidden that will not be disclosed, and nothing concealed that will not be known or brought out into the open. Therefore, consider carefully how you listen. Whoever has will be given more. Whoever does not have, even what they think they have, will be taken from them. So far, in the context of Luke and the Gospel, we see that John was able to pinpoint Jesus, introduce him with clarity, saying that Jesus is the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And afterwards, in the, in the verses, we saw this woman who had many sins, who expressed her love for the salvation and the grace she has received from Jesus. And Jesus commends her and also says, go into peace. Now, in today's passage, we see a very famous parable that we also see from Mark and, and all the teachings we know. It's about the sower, the seed that's been planted in heart, and, and the reason why it doesn't grow and the reason why it grows. But in the context of Luke's writing, we see a clear example what happens if you receive the Word of God uh, and your heart is noble and good. Because it is written already in the first few verses of chapter 8. And it says, After this, Jesus traveled out about from one town and village to another, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom of God. So that's the seed that he was sowing. Now we see the twelve were with him. And here it is. And also some women who had been cured of evil spirits and diseases. Mary called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had come out. Joanna, the wife of Susa, the manager of Herod's household, and Susanna, and many others. These women were helping to support them out of their own means. Now, the following verses, the parable, I'm pretty sure most of you know, um, but I, wouldn't, I don't have the time to expound, expand this as, uh, because I want to focus on these verses that, that I just read for you. Because when Jesus said, he said these in parables, the disciples asked what you meant <laughs> because they didn't understand clearly. So Jesus iterates from Isaiah saying, those seeing, they may not see. Though hearing, they may not understand. He did so in order to keep this in a mystery because he has not been crucified on the cross yet. The kingdom of God is hidden yet, but even if he had that plan, yet as he proclaimed the good news, there were people who benefited from it. And those were the women mentioned in the first three verses of today's chapter. These women are experiencing this crop they're harvesting in their life. Just as Jesus said in verse 15, but the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart who hear the word retain it, and by persevering, produce a crop. Now, what is the crop that Jesus hopes to see as he sows the kingdom of God's word and the gospel? Well, it's the very display of these women. 
those who have been marginalized in social sta uh, standard and those who have been labeled as demon-possessed and also someone who was serving a king they did not like, the Edomite, he's not a Jewish king. And in light of that, these women must have been socially marginalized, hated by his, their fellow brothers and sisters in society. But these experienced the word of God in their life. And what happened? They were able to support Jesus with all their means. And that is the very crop that we see. I'm not saying that you should go and serve by, by sacrificing all your materials and all your uh, finances. It means the response is so valuable. If you met your Lord who saves you from your sinfulness that you cannot resolve, then what happens? You respond with commitment, dedication, servitude, love, and the most expensive, expressing your worship and lordship to Jesus, which Jesus demands from all of us, for he's the one who saved us. It's the condition of the heart that allows us to accept the word of God. It's not like Jesus says here, like, yes, you should plow your, plow your heart so that you can make your heart noble and good. I don't think there's any mention in Jesus' teaching here that you should do so. Only he talks about the condition where the heart is able to accept Jesus' word, the gospel and the kingdom glory, the, the messages from God in order to transform. So what does, uh, what does this mean for all of us? Let the word grow in your heart. Focus on the condition that Jesus talks about. It's the poor in heart and the weary and those who have been marginalized. Nowhere to go because you can't resolve the problem that you become susceptible to receiving God's word. And that would transform you from the very inside of a heart to outward behavior, just like these women expressed in their love and sincerity to Jesus Christ. I hope that this could be our testimony as well, because this is a very example that Jesus and Luke demonstrates for us in the gospel narrative. So let the word of God that has power and strength work in your heart. Just like Jesus said, your faith has saved you. It's by believing in the power of his word that works in your heart to transform you. Yes, we may think that we should plow our heart and prepare to accept, but it's when we are so poor in heart that suddenly Jesus comes to us and sows a seed in our heart and there, miracle happens in our heart. The work of God starts. And the power and strength we experience, just like Mary Magdalene, Joanne, and Susanna, and also uh, the, the women who had many sins experienced before Jesus. I hope that this could be our life testimony because it's the Word of God that transforms us. It's not us who transform ourselves. Our heart has many problems that we cannot resolve, but it's the Word of God that saves us. Let us pray. Father, Lord, I ask for your grace, for our hearts, all of our hearts are troubled and has many problems. Even we are rebellious sometimes. But Lord God, it's the Word of God that captures our heart 
and makes us surrender to your Lord Jesus Christ. And there we experience grace and this strength by Jesus that saves us and captures us and brings us to peace. So Lord God, let us meditate on these words and ask for your grace. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Oh uh-huh.